Welcome to Surfer.Gay, the podcast. This is the podcast where we talk about queer surfing and the community and everything from big barrels and getting smashed on the lip. My name is Patrick and my pronouns are he, him, and my co-host today is... My name is John, my pronouns are he, him, and I'm a gay surfer on the west coast of Vancouver Island in British Columbia. Today's theme is role models. Do we need them? Growing up, I never saw anyone that looked like me in the public space. I had to find my own voice and identity. It wasn't until high school I started to see someone that looked like me in the media. And this guy, he was a pop star, he was doing track and field, which kind of opened up a new era, era for me. I could do sport that I never thought of. Uh, John, who were some of your role models growing up? Um, I feel like it was pretty similar for me. Uh, I was never really seeing many queer people that I would particularly call a role model. Um, mostly just because like a lot of the activities and things like that that I was interested. I yeah. also didn't really um, I also just didn't really see people uh, in the media. Uh, I think with surfing, a big one for me was uh, watching a documentary featuring a lot of uh, gay surfers. And I think that opened up a whole world for me, uh, oh, cool. just knowing that this was uh, a possibility and that people weren't. Um, it's not that there weren't any gay <laughs> surfers. It's kind of just that they were hidden away from me. Yeah. Which movie was that? Uh, that was called Out in the Lineup. I think it came out in 2014. Yeah. Have you ever seen that one? Yeah, that movie was amazing. Uh, totally, yeah. And the work that I did in that movie, portray portraying and telling the different stories, it also kind of opened me up for, like, there were other queer people that actually surfed. Yeah, exactly. And I think one of the main key points that I took away from it was hearing about how um, there there were queer surfers. It's just that the media wouldn't let them um, show that they were gay. Like they they had to leave the industry or they um, would lose their contracts or they wouldn't get competitions or sponsors. And yeah. so it was purposefully made that they couldn't be role models for other queer people, mm, even mm. if they wanted to. Yeah. And that's like, yeah. I mean, uh, for me growing up, like I grew up in the eighties and nineties and, uh, I didn't really were exposed to surfing until like, the, the later part of, uh, like the, I started coming into surfing in like 2017. So for me growing up, just seeing, um, uh, queer people of color in this Arctic country wasn't a possibility for me either because there weren't any, like, let alone surfers, but there weren't any queer people uh, portrayed in the media. And Yeah, that's, and I think that's like, a really good point. Uh, we we kind of need those, um, those role models, not necessarily to kind of be uh, the same as like the guy that I had in my uh, at high school, but just knowing that there is a possibility to uh, do certain things. Totally. And I think that that's kind of a different story because at the end of the day, growing up, um, 
you know, I was still a uh, cisgender white guy. So there ended up being a lot more role models in different kind of uh, areas beyond surfing and everything that I could connect to until, you know, kind of reaching this more really heteronormative um, niche, I guess. Yeah. Uh, some of the other things that I was into growing up were like musical theater and then the world of hairstyling yeah. and those worlds, you know, they were a little bit more, ha- had more, uh, you know, gay men yeah. and everything. It, like that was more of the stereotype in there. So I feel like it was a little bit easier to find role models in, in those communities. Yeah. Um, but yeah, switching over into the world of sports, I feel like there's kind of all of a sudden this uh, this big difference where you're not seeing that anymore. Yeah, uh, and I think like just in sport there aren't uh, somehow, uh, at least how it is in Norway, is that there's uh, for the girls' side there it seems like it's so much easier to uh, be queer uh, on the women's side than the men's side in all different mm. sports like. Uh, in our handball or soccer team or even like in all kind of competition there's like no uh, things to hold like there's so many lesbians doing sports in Norway but when it comes to the guy side there aren't like there's not even one gay soccer player that is like on a professional level right yeah it's almost like it's it's more of a stereotype that queer women are going to be more involved in sports and kind of have those, you know, those, uh, those queer community sports before, um, gay men kind of were, were portrayed with that, you know? Yeah. Uh, so yeah. And I kind of feel like growing up, you know, in sports, I just always felt excluded from the rest of the boys or something like that. Like they would, it was always a bit of a boys club going on in, in gym class or whatever yeah. where if they if you know they all played uh, a sport together then um you know they would just only pass the ball back and forth and then so many other of the kids <laughs> kind of just like were like oh, okay whatever this isn't for me that yeah. you know um but really they could have been good at it if they're just you know given the chance yeah and do you think like um do you think you would get into more sport if uh, if you had uh, role models that kind of like that you could identify with uh, growing up, like that would draw you more to these different sports? Or do you think that is like just your personality that you wouldn't go into like soccer or something? Yeah, I think it's a bit more of uh, just personality. I think surfing kind of proved that it's uh it's something that I just wanted enough and was passionate enough to kind of uh, push through the fact that I wasn't really seeing yeah. somebody like me. And I feel like, you know, it was kind of like I was trying to prove to myself that, you know, even though I'm gay, I can I can do this thing or I can, you know, I can uh, get better at it. I can I can become a good surfer. Um, so I kind of feel like in that way, I was just like choosing to like be my own role model, you know, like, I haven't really like seen this before. I, you know, but after a while you have to convince yourself that you, you can do it even if you're gay. So, yeah, yeah. 
for uh, and that's kind of how it was for me as well because uh, until I kind of saw the out in the lineup movie, that's where kind of my first meeting with other queer surfers. Uh, but also like uh, I think of like growing up as well, like yeah, seeing that reputation or just how the media would portray, uh, portray gay guys. Uh, I remember mm-hmm. this TV series back in the nineties in Norway where like the only gay guy that was in the series, he was portrayed as this weak, super feminine, um, kind of, uh, I don't know. I would kind of say like, you would feel sorry for him all the time, like for being gay or yeah. just being weak and not being able to stand up for himself or anything. And kind of that was like, oh, if you're gay, you have to be, you're kind of like, the world thinks uh, feels sorry for you, kind of thing. Totally, yeah. How was that for you growing up? Like, yeah, because you grew up a lot later than I did. So, there in the media, like, how did like coming to terms with yourself and figuring out your uh, uh, that you were gay? Like, did you have any role models like helping you navigate through those things? Yeah, I think that um, even though a lot of the the kind of people that I would see who are openly queer or, or gay, I feel like kind of did fall in line with a bit of a stereotype of uh, maybe just being more like feminine or just more like, just like more embracing yeah, their femininity and everything. Yeah. I think that the difference was I was able to watch people on YouTube and on social media who gained followings. And, um, you saw that even though like they were kind of the stereotype of being gay that you were told nobody really liked, they were still really, really liked. And so I feel like, and it, and you know, it kind of, I feel like before I would have came out, it was almost like this guilty pleasure of like following the stories and lives of like, uh, gay guys who were kind of the stereotype, but then also being like, well, I don't, I don't really, you know, if I, if I were to survive or, or if yeah. I were to live in the world, it would be harder for me to survive as this than behind a screen or, you know, on, on YouTube or something. It's like you can exist kind yeah. of in a advertised way or, on media a certain way and and be that representation or yeah uh, or or role model for a lot of people but it doesn't really necessarily make it safe for you to interact with the daily world kind of in that um yeah i guess yeah. just in that personality and and everything and in that identity yeah. so i think it's still in the real world i was pushing away a lot of feelings just because I was still in high school and I didn't want anybody to really mm-hmm. make assumptions about yeah. me. And I think that was a, that was a big one. It's like, I didn't really have anything against being feminine. I, I mostly had all girl friends yeah. and I was doing things like musical theater and just different, like kind of stereotypes that people would place on a gay guy. Yeah. Um, but I just didn't want people to be like, feeling like they knew more about me than I did or that they were able to like tell that I was gay before I did or something. It's kind of something that I just more wanted for myself. And I feel like that kind of created this need to, 
um, just maybe err on the, the side of caution with how I was, uh, putting myself out to the world yeah. at that time. So, um, the people that you kind of followed along and saw the stories for uh, on YouTube or Instagram or social media, uh, did they help? Like, get uh, did you get a lot of inspiring or like get, get inspired to like kind of define yourself and finding your own path and uh, to letting people know around you that you were get like coming finding yourself and letting other people kind of discover you as well. Uh, did that? Did they help you in any way? Uh, I think so. I think that, um, you know, maybe like a few years ago, like 2015, 2016 is probably, you know, when I was like watching some YouTubers and they were coming out with uh, videos about their coming out stories and this and that. Yeah. And I think that it was just like comforting to see like uh, that other people also struggled with that. And then in yeah. the end like every well not everybody but you know their family the people that were important uh still love them and everything yeah. and so i feel like it was yeah just like very um comforting to realize that and be like oh well, maybe this isn't actually as big of a deal as i thought it was yeah. you know and i i think for also the people that i was looking up to um coming out was such a big deal and it was yeah. it was kind of this big life event you know right. and i think that one of the benefits of them sharing that with you know maybe some younger people who are looking up to them yeah. is that those younger people get to kind of look at it and be like hey maybe this isn't actually as big of a deal as i thought yeah i don't have to put so i don't have to put so much thought and stress into this you know i've seen other people um, come out and everybody loves them still. And like, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah, it, yeah. it just, I think it kind of like softens the, the blow a little bit of having to, um, just come out essentially, yeah. which was, which was uh, pretty big, created a lot of difference. Yeah. True. And you also get like a little bit different perspective once you hear, like uh, every person's story is a little bit different. And uh, even though like your story is not identical with someone else, there's always something you can learn from other people and someone we could learn something from you or, you know, like it, just having all of these different stories told out there as well, like following these people on social media or Instagram uh, on these different channels, like it does make everything a little bit more normalized and, some people have crazy coming out stories and some people have like super chilled. Mm -hmm. Totally. And then I think another uh, key factor is that a lot of the people my age that I was, you know, growing up with or going to school with who might've also been queer, were also seeing that at the same time. Yeah. And so then we're able to kind of connect about that. Like right. we're able, we're both receiving that information yeah. And then it does help impact the way that we can interact with people in our real life because yeah. we start to see that other people are actually having similar experiences to us and seeing the same role models. Yeah. And then we can kind of recreate a new reality together and a new understanding about yeah. that. Yeah. 
Um, and I think I just noticed that with some of my friends in high school and stuff, also being able to look up to different role models or even show me other people or, you know, I just heard yeah. about uh, different people that kind of became role models and stuff like that. And so I think that kind of created a lot of strength in reality as opposed to just only existing online. Ah, yeah. And that's so important to see, like, how do we take this from, like, the virtual world and into the real life, as you're saying. Mm -hmm. Totally. Because you growing up and you all seeing these different role models, like, uh, a, there's a lot of your friends around you also that are, 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 are they also into surfing? Or did you kind of come into that and finding that queer community yourself? Or how has it been for you finding like these role models in surfing for you? Um, yeah, I feel like finding role models in surfing wasn't beyond kind of watching this documentary and seeing that, okay, like there are gay surfers. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like still kind of got into this world and was like, okay, there's not that many gay surfers still, you know, it's yeah. like, I wasn't seeing kind of, um, people who were like pillars of the surfing community be, yeah day you know and you know professional surfers and all of this it's kind of because people got discouraged or people got weeded out of the professional surfing industry mm. or whatever it may be um i think it hasn't been really until recently that i've kind of put out my uh story about mm what it's like to be a gay surfer that I've really started to kind of look into other people and be like, yeah. Oh, okay. Maybe, maybe they're all so queer and everything. Um, I don't think there's not a ton of my friends who are surfer or not a ton of my friends who I grew up with who yeah. are queer are surfers. Like yeah. I have friends of course now who are queer surfers and everything, which is amazing. Yeah. Um, but I think that a lot of the time, um, those are kind of my role models is yeah. the current community that's being built up even online and, and in my own community of people who, who are queer surfers, yeah. which is uh, a pretty cool thing to be seeing. How do you kind of building up that community around you? Because you're surfing in Canada. It's not like uh, a tropical country. Let's in some way you know uh, and it's pretty cold and it does take a lot of effort to kind of go out there and surf during midwinter um Definitely. how like yeah, how big is that community around you um i think one of the the key parts is that the place that i live has a lot of people passing through it's uh it's a tourist town yeah People come here to surf from all over the place. People come here and live here for maybe a season mm. or something. Yeah. So you're getting people who not only just grew up in this area yeah. where it'd be a lot kind of maybe harder to find queer people, but you're kind of getting a lot of people in Canada who are queer and mm. also want to surf yeah. come here. You know, it's there's not actually a lot of places that you can surf in Canada. No. And so I think it's important for us to kind of build up this uh, queer surf 
um, community in Tofino where yeah. I am because a lot of people come here to surf yeah. and, and some of those people are going to be queer. And I think it would be amazing for them to come here and see that there's other queer surfers and see that they can have role models and community and representation Yeah, and, and um, we can all be role models for each other to kind of um, inspire each other yeah. to keep on going back out there and, you know, have the confidence and, uh, go out together and that sort of thing. And that's super cool. And um, because you also started this community called Coastal Queer Surf. Coastal Queer Alliance. Alliance, yeah, yeah. yeah sorry. Uh, and tell me a little bit about, like, you, you probably told us that a little bit about it already, but tell me, like, what kind of things do you do with that uh, Coastal Queer Alliance to kind of build this community? Because it is so important for uh, other queer surfers to see that there are other queer surfers. At least that's how I feel. And I think a lot of the people that I've been spo- speaking with uh, just say the same thing. Like, But what kind of things are you doing up there with that alliance to kind of promote or uh, just create that community? Mm-hmm. Yeah, when I when I first moved uh, out here a few years ago, I kind of felt like there was no option to be queer and a surfer, and I was pretty content to just try and blend in. And I knew that surfing was a heteronormative sport, or yeah. or at least you know that that it's been taken over um, yeah. by. <laughs> Hetero, hetero heteronormativity yeah um and i think that over time that kind of started to you know wear wear me down a little bit and just yeah. kind of be like well you know i've pushed this hard individually to just kind of keep going as a queer surfer and tell myself that i can become the surfer i want to be even though i'm gay and everything yeah. Um, but at the end of the day, if where you live, there's not much community, there's not very many role models or anything like that. Um, I think that it just kind of, you lose that spark a little bit. Yeah. And, uh, lucky enough, I think Tofino has a really strong feminine energy in the surfing mm. that's been built up over the last maybe decade or, yeah. or, or more by a lot of the women here, which is a super nice space to come into uh, as a queer person to yeah. know that it's not all, um, you know, straight men who yeah. are the surfers here. Yeah. It's, it's, Kind of broadened a little bit, and femininity is welcome, and it's empowered in mm. this in this place. Yeah. Uh, so coastal queers kind of just uh, arose out of the the need to kind of expand that to other people and be able to continue working on that mission. Yeah. Um, for not just you know now that now women have found their place in the water they can become allies for other identity yeah yeah yeah, other people identities that don't really fit um so we do different events for the community like uh queer skate days queer surf meetups we've done 
kind of craft events where people just can just come and get to know each other. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, it's really fun. Mostly we just want a place where we can kind of gather together <laughs> the queer people yeah. because we don't really know here like who's queer and who's not. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. when you have a space like that, you can kind of feel like, okay, like some people here might be queer and that, that feels good for us to all see each other doing yeah. the things that we all uh, have fun doing and, and want to get better at and we can cheer each other on and everything. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's been cool. really cool. And yeah. we've only just started doing those events uh, last summer in 2021, but yeah. it's been, we have lots planned for this year and everything too, to keep building cool. that community. Yeah. And yeah. So if people are traveling through or to Tofino, uh, what's the best way of getting in touch with you guys up there? Um, right now, we mostly just have an Instagram page. Our handle is Coastal Queers. Cool. Um, it would probably be nice to send us a message or something if you're planning on coming here or you're curious about... Uh, dates that we might be doing queer surfs and stuff for you yeah. to plan a trip out to attend. Yeah. We're still in our planning kind of air, like you know area for for 2022 and everything, and yeah. we're working on like our website and uh, all of that. That'll just like make it easier for people to find us and communicate yeah. with us and and know what's kind of happening. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but that's definitely our goal. Is that you know, people can see like, okay, this summer there's going to be all of these events with other queer people at yeah. them. Maybe that's the time that I want to go to Tofino so I can, so I can go and, uh, try out surfing and yeah. with little, with little barriers, you know, we're, we're, we're providing boards and wetsuits yeah. and a bit of a lesson and everything mm, cool. to make sure that people have a, you know, the best sh shot at, yeah, yeah. <laughs> at to surf as possible and uh, the best first impression that they can, that they can have. Yeah. Um, so yeah, if, uh, if people just keep an eye out, I'm sure we'll have a lot more coming out this year. Yeah. And like Tofino is an amazing place to travel to for surfing, not only for beginners, but also for advanced surfers, because you do have some amazing waves up there. Totally. Yeah. It, it kind of depends on the year. It's, uh, the conditions can be a little bit all over the place. It can yeah. be pretty stormy in the winter. Yeah. It can be pretty flat sometimes in the summer. Yeah. But that being said, we kind of get a little bit of everything all year. Oh. And there's, uh, so it's <laughs> kind of, it's kind of up to luck a little bit what you're going to get, but there can be really, really nice waves here. We have quite a few um, professional surfers that, you know, train here yeah. and represent Canada in different competitions and everything. Cool. Um, so it's definitely no joke when it comes to the how far you can be yeah. pushed or how how good the waves can be. It it kind of fluctuates yeah because i like i love uh some fun uh, some fun uh but 
some fun barrels or like some <laughs> better uh, bigger waves or more p uh, punchy waves but like of course because uh, i kind of also wanted to mention that like it's not necessarily just beginner waves if you want to like uh, also like uh, expanding your horizon or your intermediate or going through to more advanced waves and stuff there's like tofino is like one of the I mean, uh, coming to the north and surfing in Tofino is amazing, I think. So I'm excited to come see you and hang out with you up there as well, because I do want to come over and uh, surf with you. Totally, yeah. And above all, people here are really friendly. It's a really nice community. Um, I think that I've traveled a lot of other places where I'm a little bit more hesitant to get out there just because <laughs> maybe surfing's been around a little bit longer yeah. and people really have developed a sense of um being like a local and wanting that place all to themselves and everything yeah. i think it's kind of uh worked into the culture here that people really respect the land yeah. and are happy to share it with visitors <laughs> and um yeah are just pretty generally friendly yeah. and also there's lots of space there's lots of beaches there's lots of different breaks right. um and especially when we're all going out together as a group and uh i think it just gives queer people the confidence to yeah. kind of take up that space have the time to learn have the time yeah. to mess up have the time to wipe out you're not gonna hurt anyone yeah. nobody yeah. yell at you you know <laughs> we're kind of wanting to create uh just that extra net of safety for the yeah. people who are willing to give it a shot and come out and um, try surfing if it's something that they've ever wanted to do. Yeah, and that's amazing. And I, I think like having uh, one of the first sessions or go at surfing in uh, in the north uh, it makes the whole thing extra special because you do have to get into the wetsuit and they're like the surroundings is are so amazing and it's like a whole thing and also like a whole ritual jumping in right. some colder water instead of like in a bikini or board shorts uh, in hawaii or sri lanka or something like you know it's yeah. it's different <laughs> it, it requires a little bit more of you jumping in the water in the north i would say yeah it adds that extra element of adrenaline and yeah. excitement i think with cold water surfing yeah yeah, yeah. Um, mind you, it's, I feel like people kind of understand the idea of surfing in Oregon or Washington, you know, it's, yeah. it's, you know, just up the coast from California, it might, it's, it's really doesn't get too cold here. Even we live in the rainforest, things yeah. stay green all year round. Sure. Um, the water temperatures don't get, you know, that much colder <laughs> in the winter than they do in the in the summer that being said i've grown up in canada yeah. i'm used to the cold i'm yeah. used to a lot colder <laughs> than what you know we even experience on the west coast yeah. as i grew up more in the prairies of canada where it is cold so and when, um, when but, you say cold water like yeah, it doesn't get that much cold how cold does it really get during the winter and summer outside like the air temperature or just the water temperature water temperature i'm not even sure if i know what the water temperature is uh, i i feel like it only drops a uh, few 
few degrees uh, Celsius, yeah. you know, in the winter. <laughs> the air temperature, too. It's more that it's just rainier. It'll yeah. it'll stay above zero, though. So yeah. things aren't actually freezing like <laughs> they are maybe some other cold places in the winter. Yeah. Um, if that helps convince anybody to, to, <laughs> to get into a wetsuit and go in the ocean yeah but also i think a thing to remember is that like we have pretty good wetsuit technology yeah. um we it's kind of like you wouldn't go snowboarding without your proper winter jacket or True. ski pants or whatever you know your mitts your toque like yeah, it's yeah. kind of all those things you you need them to go yeah um it's, it's summer and it's a really nice day and sometimes people go without a wetsuit which is crazy. i feel like a, a little yeah, it's yeah. a little bit crazy but yeah. you know they do it just because they can yeah. just because they want to it's it's not really normal though no um that's but more I think for the that, novelty that, yeah um and yeah all that being said i think it's important to touch on that things like wetsuits and and uh having all the gear and and being able to stay warm it's yeah. it's a huge privilege and it's expensive to even rent all of those things yeah. just for a day or something so we yeah we're really lucky that with uh, uh yeah. coastal queers and our surf club is we're partnering with a surf school here a, a women-led uh surf school uh, cool um that that provides us with gear with boards with wetsuits with everything and so it's pretty cool because um, they're happy to just, you know, find whatever yeah. like size wetsuit you need. We have you sign up. Yeah. We make sure that we have the gear that, that you need. And uh, yeah, and we can all go out together. And there's pretty, there's basically <laughs> no barriers yeah. in the way of people getting to get out there. And it's, it's a fun experience. It's, it's part of the the surf culture yeah. here to you know have to get into your wetsuit yeah, yeah. and squeeze it on and it's a whole new feeling and yeah. you know it's uh, and then you're like oh like now I can somehow brave this cold water and and you can it's not that cold once you're in there and you're yeah, moving yeah. and you're having fun it's it's uh, it's pretty cool it is it is and. Uh, uh, I know for both of us uh, surf, uh, doing a lot of cold water surfing, it is a different element surfing in cold water than surfing without a wetsuit. And I think some of it is just like, as you said, the whole preparation part of it, like getting into the wetsuit and uh, just having that whole um, dedication of actually jumping in some colder water. But once you're in there, it's not really that cold because, you, as you said, the wetsuit technology are at a certain level now that will actually keep you warm for quite a while out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And I always see people, surfers in Hawaii and stuff, dumping a bunch of ice into a bath and <laughs> getting in it bare naked. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, well, it's basically that. There, yeah. You say there's some sort of health benefit to getting in a, a bathtub full yeah. of ice cubes. Like, it's, you know, yeah. it's not far off. That's yeah. Sometimes. I don't even, you know, <laughs> part of it is just that you want to get into the cold water for yeah. the rush of it. You yeah, might not yeah. even catch an amazing wave that day, but it just feels good to to get in there, you yeah. know, and kind of feel like you're doing something crazy and get your 
adrenaline and endorphins really pumping, yeah. you know, it, it kind of gives you a little bit of a high. So it's, <laughs> that's definitely a part of it. Yeah. So it's clear to say that we both really recommend, uh, recommend this. Uh, yeah. Cold yeah. water surfing yeah. is, um, is a must try. Yeah. So circling kind of back to, uh, where we started, like with the role models and stuff, like, uh, and you kind of mentioned it already, like some of your role models are some of the people that you're surfing with uh, with now at the moment. But do you have any other role models uh, that you're looking up to at the moment? Yeah, I think that it's important to mention um, that there's a lot of other queer surf uh, groups and meetups and clubs mm. happening around the world. And I think that's what really has inspired me to, you know, try and start up that community here. Yeah. Uh, I think that was super inspiring to me. It was something that I wanted to be a part of, but yeah. living, you know, so far away, there's, there's different things happening in, yeah. um, yeah, the UK, California, yeah. um, Let's New mention, York. We should mention these ones by their names or by their Instagram so people can get in touch with them if they like to. The one in totally, UK yeah. is uh, Queer Surf Club. Queer Surf Club. There's um, uh, Benny's Club in New York yeah. on the East Coast. Um, there's Feel Good Surf Club. I think they're in Oregon Ooh, cool. on the West Coast. Yeah. Um, I feel like, hmm, what have you, do you know of any others in other countries? There's uh, there's a, another one in California or San Francisco that is called Queer Surf. Uh, okay. That was, uh, yeah, which is uh, quite similar to the one in UK uh, name-wise, but it's also called Queer Surf, which is led by Kyla. She was one of the women that was in out in the lineup i do believe oh no way okay yeah. i'll have to i'll have to check that out and yeah um, yeah sweet so but like if anyone that are listening have a suggestion for other surf clubs that are out there that we should know of like please let us know because it's always inspiring to like share these different uh uh, clubs so people can get in touch as you said like when you once you uh, people are traveling or the world is opening up and people start travel it is so nice to know that if you travel into a country and know there's a queer surf club there you could easily just reach out and just like hey i'm coming i'm planning a trip so such and such do you know if anyone wants to meet up and go for a surf or something totally and i think that you know i yeah on the surfer gay website i think a really cool part of it is um just kind of bringing attention how to travel safely as a queer person in yeah. different countries yeah and i think that a big part of um hosting these queer surfs we want to focus on the part of it that uh is trying to have we're trying to have fun and we're trying yeah. to create community and we're that's what we're really focusing on but yeah, i yeah. think an underlying part of it too is that we want people to be safe we don't want people to be discriminated against we don't want people to have a negative impression of mm. surfing mm. just because there's you know assholes out there that are going to try and ruin your day or make you feel bad about yourself because you know they're trying yeah. to have 
keeping all to themselves or something. Yeah. That's not what it's about. It's about sharing it and opening that opportunity up to other people and making sure that they're safe when they're doing it and that they, they can just focus on having fun. Yeah. And so, yeah, I highly recommend that, you know, if you're wanting to try surfing or you're going somewhere that there's a queer surf club to try and line up your trip with when they might be having a queer surf meetup or at least just even get in touch with them and yeah. see if they have any recommendations for that area uh you know sure. yeah, yeah, yeah or any you know and uh, i think like th that is the, one of the things that we can really help each other out with is actually just like okay if you're going here or there just like reach out and get in touch with diff different clubs because as you, you are doing and a lot of the other ones in the other clubs are doing, they're doing such a great work do, gathering people, doing surf lessons, and they all are really focusing in on having fun in the water and get being comfortable, being safe, and just taking away all the barriers that would be for surfing. But it's just to go down to the beach and kind of have a good time. Totally. Yeah, and even just have like, a beach day you know it it doesn't even have to be all about surfing yeah. but just coming down and having a group of people um to meet and hang out with in a beautiful spot like you know who doesn't love the beach right yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> pretty <laughs> sweet. at least on a sunny day who doesn't love the beach then <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly yeah and um, i think we're gonna kind of circle it in or kind of going for an ending here uh do you have anything else that you would like to say at the end of this show um yeah i think that it's just important that um we're we're really showing up as our true selves when we're aiming to be a role model mm, because we wouldn't be able to create that representation for people if we're not true to ourselves and we're just trying to fit into a mold that already exists yeah. people aren't going to recognize us people aren't going to see that there's other people like them um and so i think that that's a that's the true way that we can build community and everything mm -hmm. is just like showing up in the identity that you're most comfortable in so that yeah. other people feel like they can be um, themselves and be, be the identi identity that they're the most comfortable in. Um, we can tell each other our stories and everything. Mm. And I think that way it kind of creates a chain reaction because yeah. I think that although I might not be the, the perfect role model for a lot of people's identities just because the queer community is such a diverse place yeah. you know um but i want to be able to be that person that can introduce somebody mm. maybe to surfing or yeah, some, yeah, yeah. or the, the community so that they can become a role model for other people who identify like them you know yeah. it's like maybe not everybody will be able to identify with who I am, no. but if we can kind of create a community that has, that's more diverse then that way collectively we can all become role models for, um, all different kinds of people, yeah. which is an important part of it. 
Ah, yeah. So, and I think also like yeah, if you are living your honest self uh, with your own identity and are comfortable of who you are and uh, just being true to yourself and your surroundings, uh, it makes it easier for other people also to be true to themselves. And in that way, we could also open up like the community and uh, kind of have a bigger diversity in our community because it is quite diverse, as you say. Because mm-hmm. there are so many different surfers, like uh, of all colors and of all body types and all identities, mm-hmm. which is important to kind of be able to just be yourself. And I think that you are such a great example of just being true to who you are and uh, not necessarily, uh, you, or you you are open up, you are opening up the community to so many other people of then don't don't necessarily look like you or act like you but they're still welcomed and you still are introducing them to surfing and the whole community which i think is a, such a really good and such an inspiring thing to do oh, sweet yeah i i totally agree with you there cool so i think that's uh, it for this episode uh, and next week we're gonna ha- hear a new story and then we're gonna come back to our regular show in two weeks awesome well I really appreciate you having me on the show Patrick thank you for um, joining I hope that we can do it again sometime there's so much to cover yeah. so much to talk about and it really excites me so Most look definitely. forward to it yeah alright then we'll say goodbye. See you, people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.